Blog Talk Radio. Good morning out there, Steelers fans, or good evening, depending on when you're listening to this. And welcome to this installment of Steelers on 24-7 Sports, our podcast edition. We're going to do a mock draft for the Steelers, all seven rounds of Pittsburgh Steelers 2017 draft. Should be exciting. We've got Scott Allen on the line. So how we're going to do it is this. We're going to go through each round, and we'll give you uh, our mock drafts, and uh, we'll see what happens. We've got Scott on the line. How are you doing this morning, Scott? You feel good about uh, what the Steelers might do today? I'm feeling pretty good about it, Brian. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here for this draft party that's getting ready to get started. Um, I think the Steelers are going to do well in this draft and get to where we need to be, and that's the Super Bowl. I couldn't agree more, and, and you know what? You alluded to last year. You know, we had three rookies start uh, by the end of the season. Javon Hargrave, Sean Davis, Artie Burns. Uh, Tyler Matejkovic made the squad and has done a good job as a backup and a special teamer, so let's hope that we can have the same impact from this year's rookie class. But without further ado, let's get rolling with my first-round pick for the Steelers. I've got Takaris McKinney, outside linebacker of UCLA, and 10 sacks, 18 tackles for loss last season. Now, I will say this. If Corey Davis is available, I think that, that the Steelers might have to take him. He uh, is the very prolific receiver out of uh, Western Michigan who um, has been getting rave reviews. I don't think he's going to be around by 30. If he is, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Pittsburgh took him. But that being said, everyone knows Pittsburgh needs outside linebacker presence. So that's where, in my opinion, McKinley might be the guy the Steelers take. Uh, what say you, Scott, with the Steelers' 30th pick? Well, Brian, I have to agree. I, I'm also taking uh, Takaris McKinley if he's there. I know he's got the shoulder injury. Uh, we have James Harrison there, can learn behind. Uh, he could be a situational pass rusher. Um, if he's there at 30, I don't know why we wouldn't take him. I've seen some mocks that have him going to the Redskins earlier on. I've seen some mocks that have him going to the Saints after us. So I agree with you. If he's there, I mean, he has a high motor. He rushes the edge. He stays after. He doesn't give up on plays. Um, I tell you what, he reminds me of a, a smaller Jadavion Clowney when you watch him. He's got length. Uh, I think this guy would be perfect uh, in our system. I hope he lasts till 30. Uh, if not, you know, we'll go with him probably the next best edge rusher at that point because that is what we need at AFC Championship. I've heard a lot of uh, – Analysts say, we don't build the team just to beat the Patriots. Well, that's the team we can't beat. So that's who we need to get to is Tom Brady. If you can get to Tom Brady, you're going to get to everybody else. There's no other Tom Brady's in the league. So I, I agree with you there. Uh, I'm going to Carson Kinley. If he's there, I think you gotta. I think you got to take him. Yeah, well, I guarantee we won't have the same picks from here on out. <laughs> We've got, you know, there's other options, too. If if he's available, you know, you could maybe go T.J. Watt. I know a lot of people have talked about Jabril Peppers. I personally don't think they'll take Peppers. but So we've got McKinley in round one. Now, round two, we've got – I'm going to go ahead with our 60-second pick, Zay Jones, wide receiver, East Carolina. Now, I, I kind of regret this pick because I think the Steelers are now going to go corner in the second round. But if not, then I think Zay Jones will be the receiver they take. Uh, he had the, caught 158 passes last season, a staggering amount for East Carolina, 1,746 yards, eight touchdowns. During his career, he had 399 catches. But the big question is, 
and, and this is always the question with the Steelers, do they want a smaller electric guy or do they want the, the, the big Martavis Bryant type? This guy is kind of in the middle, 6'2", 200 pounds. So, so he's not by any means a big Martavis Bryant type, but he's certainly not a small uh, kind of a scat receiver. So uh, I think they might go Zay Jones. They met with him earlier, and he could be the guy. For whatever reason, it, it seems like the Steelers want a receiver in this draft, whether, whether they don't trust Martavis Bryant or they're not um, confident with Sammy Coates and his, his you know, finger injuries. Whatever the case may be, the Steelers apparently want a receiver early. I'm going to go and have them take Zay Jones in round two. Uh, I guarantee I don't think you, you have them getting him, Scott. <laughs> Who do you have the Steelers taking in the second round? Well, I'm going to do a lot like I did last year. I'm going defense. I, you know, the offense can pretty much handle themselves with anybody. Um, I'm going to keep trying to sew up that defense. You know, I want to get to the Super Bowl defense wins championships. Uh, in the second round, I'm going with Marcus May, safety, out of Florida. He's 5'11", 203 pounds. Um, the guy has tenacity. He has attitude. Uh, he's not afraid to tackle. He strips the ball. He goes after players. Uh, he He's not afraid. He has no fear. Um, we need people in the secondary that have that type of attitude, not just have the attitude, but have the ability to back it up. Um, I think we need some backup safety help, possibly starting safety help. I think we did well with Sean Davis last year. Uh, I like what I see out of this guy, Marcus May out of Florida. I like him too. And and I think you're right. Honestly, I I think that you're going to go ahead. I think they're going to go corner again in round two, not in round one. I think last year, everyone knew, everyone knew they were going to use their first two picks for for defensive back help. But um, kind of looking ahead, I like Rajul Douglas. I didn't put him in my mock draft. I normally had him in there. Defensive back from West Virginia. Somewhere in the third or fourth round, he's going to get taken. um, So I just wanted to throw his name out there for another guy that I think the Steelers might take. I love your kid out of Florida, and I think if he's there in the second round, the Steelers may make a move at him. Now, moving on to the third round, I actually do have the Steelers going corner in this round. I've got him taking Jalen Myrick from Minnesota. 5'10", 205, not very big. Had five pass, uh, had picked off five interceptions and had 21 pass breakups during his time at Minnesota. Again, I think one of the reasons why I picked him is because um, very solid, uh, you know, not necessarily a, a big gangbuster his first year. But here's a guy that, if, you know, he should be able to compete if the Steelers did this with Ross Cockrell for playing time. Um, the big And another thing I liked about him when I read some of his reviews, he can play zone and he can play man-to-man. He can do both. And I think that is a, is a huge thing. Um, I think that's the reason why the Steelers won't take Desmond King because Dick King even came out and said in an interview that he likes the Steelers because they play a lot of zone because his weakness is man-to-man. Well, if you're following the Steelers, they said earlier this offseason they want to start doing more man-to-man. So there's no way they're going to draft the cornerback that's confident in his man-to-man abilities. Jalen Myrick is now. He doesn't have a lot of interceptions, five in his career. That's not a lot. Rajul Douglas had eight alone last season. But I, I think in terms of uh, – his ability to play both man and zone and the fact that, you know, he was overall a, a pretty productive uh, cornerback. He was healthy for the most part, made a lot of tackles, plays close to the line of scrimmage, uh, an overall very well-balanced cornerback. So I like Jalen Myrick in the third round. Well, what do you have here, Scott, for the Steelers for their 94th pick? Well, we lost Lawrence Timmons to free agency. That's a big uh, void to fill leadership hard-hitting, 
knew how to run the defense when he was on the field. Um, with the 94th pick, I'm going with Raekwon McMillan, linebacker out of Ohio State. Um, he's 243. Uh, he runs a 4.61. He's a great tackler. He sees the field well. He's not afraid to hit the gaps. He needs to work on pass coverage, but so did Timmons when he was coming out, and I thought Timmons, for his size, did pretty well in pass coverage. Obviously, the last year or two wasn't as well as earlier in his career. But uh, I like Raekwon McMillan here to fill the shoes of Timmons down the road. I know everybody seems to be high on Vince Williams. Um, I think he's a stopgap. I, I think he's a, he's a good backup for the Steelers. He could back up, play for Shazier, or he could play for Timmons when he was in there. But for the future, uh, if you can get Raekwon McMillan here in the third round, he's still available. I like him here for the Steelers. Again, I, I like your pick a lot. And you're you're going with, you know, needs to the position. Um, and I think McMillan, I think we both have gotten you know, a lot of looks at him, Ohio State linebacker. Um, and Ohio State linebackers traditionally do well in the NFL. You know, you can go back to Matt Wilhelm in the early 2000s. Chase Year's done a good job for us. You know, you've got James Laronitis, who just retired, had a very productive career. And the Steelers, honestly, they, they need help with that position. And when you look at uh, inside linebacker in this draft, it's not it's not very deep at all. I mean, there's guys everywhere, and I've got them taking an inside linebacker way late in this year's draft at my mock. But um, I would be surprised if they addressed this earlier because um, it, it's inevitable that you're going to get injuries in the NFL. And with no knock on Matejkovic, um, you know, he's still very raw in terms of his experience at inside linebacker. So Vince Williams get hurt, gets hurt, who are you plugging in there? So um, I know they have other options besides Matejkovic. He's kind of the first name that came to mind. But, you know, overall, they need to address that. And I, I love your pick. And uh, let's see if he's available. If he's there, I wouldn't see why the Steelers wouldn't take him. So, um, But regardless, after the first three rounds, we, we do have McKinley and we do have uh, the uh, Steelers taking a cornerback in the first three rounds. Now let's go to the Steelers uh, compensatory pick, uh, the third round, 105th overall. So if you're watching tonight, the Steelers are, or I'm sorry, on Friday, Steelers are going to go, uh, you know, twice in the third round, which is great. And I think for the Steelers, uh, you got to love uh, where you're sitting in the first, you know, first uh, three days of the draft with, with four picks. That's fantastic. With New England, doesn't even have a first-round pick. So for my second third-round pick, 105th overall, I'm going Kareem Hunt, running back of Toledo. Again, kind of a head-scratcher to the Steelers. Uh, you're getting reports out of Steelers camp that, that they – want to address uh, wide receiver position and the running back position, despite the fact they have two of the best, uh, respectively, at both positions with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Um, but, again, they said they do want some of these players, some of these skill position players. So I went with Hunt. There's a lot of good running backs in the second to fourth round. I think Mixon's going to be around second or third round. But I went with Hunt because of, of his massive productivity. Uh, and, and, and during his time at Toledo, 4,945 yards, 44 touchdowns, 6.3 yards to carry, uh, a big back, 6 feet, 225 pounds. Doesn't look that big, but he's very stout, very sturdy. Uh, a massive season in 2014, 1,631 yards, 10 touchdowns, 8 yards to carry. Now, he did suffer through an injury his junior year. His numbers weren't quite uh, – they weren't as good, so I think he's got to prove – that he's fully back and healthy from that injury. He had a very nice season last year. It wasn't what it was in 14, but still a nice system, a, a zone runner, and uh, he's got nice hands out of the backfield. So if you want to compliment for Le'Veon Bell, I don't think 
Uh, and if you're not going to get Curtis Samuel, who there's no way he'll be around for the Steelers from Ohio State, Cream Hunt's your guy. So, Scott, that's my uh, second third-round pick for the Steelers. Who do you have uh, at 105 overall? Well, again, I'm going to address the defense. Uh, I'm looking at uh, we got a corner that we drafted two years ago that hasn't been on the field due to injury and Dalton. Um, you know, we have Cockrell that we signed at the restricted, uh, restricted free agent at the low minimum, so I don't think they're too high on him. So I'm going to get a cornerback in here at the 105th pick. Brendan Langley, six foot, 199, runs a 4'5". He started out at Georgia. He played some receiver there, but he ended up at Lamar. Um, he had 43 tackles. He had seven passes defended and six picks. Um, he's versatile. He can be a uh, kick returner, possibly then maybe a punt returner. So uh, Brown doesn't have to do all the work back there. But, uh, again, I'm, I'm trying to get this defense to where we can interchange guys in and out we don't always have to depend on one person being in there for all the packages to be in the nickel a lot. So this is a guy I think that can come in and he can play man, like we talked about earlier, like you alluded to. I like that pick. And, and you know what? I, I think you're on to something because the Steelers, even if you go back to, to 2014, that draft alone they drafted uh, 13 – I'm sorry, 13 <laughs> – three defensive backs. Now – you know, only one of them has really been sticking around. But, but other than that, uh, you know, that, that's what the Steelers do. I mean, sometimes they'll draft multiple cornerbacks hoping one uh, pans out or just defensive backs in general. Last year, uh, they just went with one, but, but it's been certainly been a good one with Artie Burns in the first round. Then they went ahead and got Sean Davis. So, uh, but, again, I, I think, as you said earlier, you don't go in saying, okay, well, we, we have to build our team to beat New England. Well, you, you kind of do because that's the team that's beaten the Steelers uh, so many times and has denied them a chance to get into the Super Bowl. So you have to continue to, to address that. And the, the beauty of the Steelers team is offensive line set. Uh, you could still use a little bit of help depth-wise on the defensive line, you know, but overall most of the positions are solidified. So you got to focus on that defensive backfield. Um, I really like your pick. And I, I think, again, uh, Steelers fans will certainly not be <laughs> disappointed if the Steelers go that route again. So, uh, so for the fourth round now, 134th overall. Um, now I think the Steelers, and again, this is something else that's coming out of Steelers camp, uh, that they want another tight end. I think they have faith in Jesse James, but with Ladarius Green, uh, they're not sold on him in terms of his health. You know, he was hampered with a lot of injuries last year, only played in six games. Now when he was when he was healthy, he was a very good player. You could argue that he played a massive role in three of the Steelers' wins during their seven-game winning streak. That being said. Still questions about his health. So I'm going to go ahead and say they're going to get Bucky Hodges, tight end from Virginia Tech, in the fourth round. And this guy looks like a basketball player. He's 6'7", 245 pounds. So he's not a very big stout guy. He's not a Jesse James type. He's more of a Ladarius Green type. Athletic, can get down the field. Very productive for a tight end. 133 uh, receptions, 1,747 yards, 20 touchdowns during his three seasons with the Hokies. Uh, he's versatile. He can line up inside or outside. Um, he's got the tools, according to NFL.com, to be a longtime starter and touchdown maker in this league. So, again, the Steelers want to get Ben Roethlisberger as many weapons as possible. Uh, you know, in my you know, when you look at the last, you know, two of the last three seasons for the Steelers, 14 and 16, the one common denominator was Le'Veon Bell was the team's number two leading receiver. That can't continue. For Le'Veon Bell's sake, 
And just for the sake of Ben Roethlisberger, you've got to continue to give him weapons. Um, now with Martavis Bryant coming back, uh, and if they can add some weapons uh, to their arsenal this year, that shouldn't be a problem at all. I've got him going. Bucky Hodges, Virginia Tech here in the fourth round. What do you got, Scott, for the Steelers' 134th overall pick? Well, the one thing I'll, I'll say, Brian, about what your pick at tight end, um, I know the Steelers don't like to spend money and then not use the player, even if they're on the field only half the time. You know, I'm looking at Ladarius Green's contract. He's got $6 million due this year and then five and a half yeah. on the next two. And I, although I think they do need to address the tight end situation because of that, um, I'm not necessarily sure they will. I've heard uh, other people say the same thing. You've said that, they, you know, Ben wants a tight end. I would be really surprised, but that's the good thing about these mocks because we don't know until later on in the day when it actually happens. But uh, you got Jesse James, and, of course, you got David Johnson signed as your blocking tight end, and then you got Grimble at 540000 of a real discount there and what he can give you. But I do like the ticket there. If they're going to get a tight end, don't go early. You know, get it later in the rounds. But uh, with my uh, pick for the 135th pick, I'm actually going to go offense for the first time here. Uh, I'm going with the hometown hero, James Conner, out of Pitt, um, 6'1", 233. Uh, the guy just, when you watch him, he's a football player. Um, you know, he's not the fastest, but neither was Le'Veon Bell. And he runs like Le'Veon Bell. That's who he reminds me of. Uh, he reminds me a little bit of Mark Ingram uh, out of New Orleans in his running style. Um, he's strong. Uh, he can break tackles. And he has the desire. We know that. Um, what I see out of him is, I, again, I'm going to go back to the AFC Championship game. We did not change up our style when we put D'Angelo Williams in the game, we still tried to run it down the Patriots' throat, which was the wrong thing to do. We should have just thrown out of the backfield, which is what D'Angelo gave us. But if the game plan is to run and run it down our throat and Le'Veon Bell gets injured again, James Conner can step in and be Le'Veon Bell. So if we're not going to change the game plan for what our personnel that we have, I like James Conner here. Uh, again, I think he, he, can, he can score. He smells the red zone. Uh, I think this is a good pick here for him in the fourth round. Get another running back. Well, uh, hey, so we didn't pick the same guy, but we're, we're being kind of consistent here. I I got Steelers taking a running back late third. You got him taking one, you know, mid fourth. And I, I like James Conner a lot too. I mean, I I saw him a lot during his career. He can catch passes. Uh, that game against Clemson, he was just a monster, handing them their only loss of the 2016 season. Um, is you know durable. Obviously, everybody knows he went through his cancer, bounced back strong. Um, I read his article in the Players' Tribune, I think it was a week or two ago, that he said that he played pretty much, you know, the first half of last season at 60%. He was still kind of coming back from, you know, from not, you know, barely playing at all in 2015. And by the end of the season, he was rolling again. Um, I think there's questions about his speed. Um, but overall, um, if you're if you're big and you're fast and you can at least, if you can at least hit the holes, you're going to be fine. And I don't think the Steelers are looking for a gangbuster here. Uh, they just want a good, productive running back that can spell Le'Veon Bell so that you're not going to have to just continue to you know, wear and tear his body. Because if the Steelers are going to give him a long-term deal, which I expect they will with Bell, they've got to start protecting their long-term investment, which I think they will. I really like James Conner. Um, I, I think they want a slasher. They want a banger. They want someone that's going to eat time off the clock. He's going to get the tough yards. And um, I love the pick. So 
Um, and I think I think Steeler fans would love that pick too. And I've seen a lot of national media saying the Steelers might take James Conner somewhere in the fourth or fifth round if he's there. And uh, again, interesting for him because I don't know where he's going to end up. I I, I, am, I, I think he's going to be somewhere in the fourth or fifth round. And I'd be I certainly would be happy if the Steelers decide to to get him as well. So. We're going to move on here. Scott Allen, Brian Diardo, Steelers on 24-7 Sports. Steelers mock draft coverage. We're, we're just a few hours away here. Uh, now, I'm going to ask you real quick, Scott, before we move on to the fifth round. Do you like how the NFL does it now where they break down the draft in three nights, or did you prefer it back in the day when it was two days uh, all day, first round Saturday, first through, I think, three rounds Saturday, and then fourth through seven on Sunday? Which, which format do you like more? I like the new format. Uh, I just think it makes it last a little bit longer for the fans. And, uh, you know, it's bigger than it ever was. Uh, you know, it's it's fun. It's something for people to get excited about for a few days. Um, I like it the way it is uh, now, and I hope they keep it this way. And I, I like how they move it around the different cities. Hopefully it will come to Pittsburgh so, uh, sometime soon. Or, or the Hall of Fame. That might, that might be cool, too. Then maybe some Ohio people can get over there. And, uh, yeah, I personally enjoy it more. I, I like it a lot. And it gives you more content, which I'm never going to complain about, especially in the off season. So, all righty, moving ahead. Fifth round, 175th overall. I'm going Blair Brown, inside linebacker of Ohio. So it took me a while uh, to get to, to my inside linebacker, but I went ahead with Brown. Big guy, six foot, 240 pounds. Reminds me, me of Earl Holmes. Old, old school Ohio State, or I'm sorry, Steeler linebacker going back to the late 90s, early 2000s. A tackling machine, 128 last year, 15 for loss. And even at four and a half sacks for an inside linebacker, that's a pretty solid number. Uh, Mid-American uh, conference guy and, and, and stood out there. There's been some really good linebackers in the past that's come out of that conference. So um, I, I like Blair Brown here. I think the Steelers, you know, He's honestly one of the last really solid inside linebackers left. So, you know, I would pretty much guarantee the Steelers are going to pick an inside linebacker in the first five rounds. Because after the fifth round, you're not going to get a lot of uh, good guys left. There might be that a Michigan kid that's pretty good there. But, but again, overall, I think it's a, a shoe-in the Steelers address inside linebacker somewhere in the first five rounds. They're not going to let it go past there. So I've got them taking a linebacker in the absolute last uh, round that they could in the fifth round. Who do you have here in the fifth round, Scott? Well, I've heard a lot of people say, we don't need any defensive line help. Um, I I think we still need another guy on that defensive line. Um, I don't like what McCullers has, has done for us at all. I gave him a chance last year. And for his size and his, you know, strength you would believe that he would have, he still gets pushed around a lot. Um, I'm going to take, uh, with the 173rd pick, uh, Ryan Glasgow out of Michigan, uh, defensive tackle. He's 6'2", 300 pounds. He's a little bit small to be a defensive, smaller to be a defensive tackle, but I'll tell you who he reminds me of, and any Steelers fan that's been around long enough knows, Chris Hoke came in when Casey Hampton couldn't go, and he did it for years and years and years for the Steelers. And if we have any type of injury on that defensive line, I think this is a guy that can come in and give you the same thing that your starter will give you. Um, you know, he, he takes up blockers. He stands up blockers. He's not afraid to get dirty. Um, I like this guy here in the fifth round. I, I still think we need one more person on that defensive line that we don't have on the team. I know it's, I believe it's McCullers last year on his rookie contract, and I don't see the Steelers 
outside of him unless he just has a outstanding year this year, which I was looking forward out of him last year and we didn't we didn't really get. So that's where I'm going in the fifth round. I like it a lot, and I agree with you. I didn't have him getting a defensive uh, lineman, unfortunately. That's one thing that's kind of missing in my mock draft. So um, I'm glad that one of us has them taking a defensive tackle. So moving along to the sixth round, and I agree with you too. I, you know, the Steelers are very lucky they had Johnny Maxey last year come off the practice squad and do some things for them when uh, Cameron Hayward came down. And I thought L.T. Walton, who I was really down on, a late-round pick back in 2015, he actually played okay last season he did a serviceable job but uh yeah I, I agree with you i i would feel i would sleep a little better at night uh if they went and got a, a defensive tackle so moving on six round 138 or 183rd pick um they need another like you said they need maybe another starting safety alongside sean davis i've got him taking one already burns old teammates free safety rayshon uh jenkins uh, again this is a depth pick this is a guy that if this guy could be a solid backup with the sixth round, then then you then you win. You know, if this guy makes your roster, like an like think about Chicolo a couple of years ago. If you can get a guy in the sixth round, now if you get Antonio Brown, then there you go. But if you can get a guy like Chicolo in years past and whatnot that can come in, be good special teamers, make some plays when he's asked to, uh, you know, on the starting defense, then then you've got a win here. So uh, with Jenkins, you know, nice size, six feet or six two, uh, two ten. He picked off nine passes and broke up 15 more with 201 tackles during his time with the Hurricanes. Nine picks for a safety, uh, that's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. And, again, with the 15 breakups, too. So he can disrupt the passing game, 201 tackles. So that tells you he can play close to the line of scrimmage. He's a finisher down the field if, it, if, if a play breaks that far down. Um, he's going to have the familiarity with Artie Burns. And traditionally, uh, you know, Hurricane defensive backs do pretty well at the next level. So, uh, that's what I've got. Again, not a guy that can start right away, but he's going to compete. Because I, I, I think that, you know, Mike Mitchell's not the greatest free safety in the world, but he showed flashes last year again. Uh, had a really nice game against the Colts midway through the season. And uh, we just need a solid guy that can come in and uh, back him up. And I think that might be Sean Jenkins. So who do you have, Scott, with the Steelers' 183rd pick? Uh, I'm going with uh, Brandon uh, Fasterson. Uh, Virginia Tech cornerback. He's 6'2", 191, runs a 4'5", uh, He can play man or zone. Again, if we're going to play more man, this guy will have a chance to play if he knows how to play man. Um, he knows how to turn his head around. He doesn't just put his arms up and doesn't turn around looking for the ball. Um, I like uh, another corner here. You know, we need the defense's help. You know, I've watched every Steelers game last year, like most Steelers fans. The defense got better, but it wasn't good enough. Our offense can hang. If you look, I'll refer back to it again, broken record, AFC championship game. We had receivers drop balls that were right there for touchdowns early on in the game. And that just needs to be sewn up with, I believe, who we have. And I believe Martavius will come back. And I think we still look at the defense. We could not stop anyone. We couldn't even stop a flea flicker, you know, they did a flea flicker. Uh, Hogan looked like he was Jerry Rice. I mean, there's just things. Our defense is young. It, it's we're going to add some more depth this year, and that's the team you got to beat. If you look at our schedule, Brian, I, I know you've looked over the schedule. Our schedule is very favorable this year. Uh, I think mm-hmm. we have a very good chance to only lose a couple games as long as, long as Ben stay, stays healthy. 
But, again, you know the Patriots are going to be there. You know they're going to be there. The Ravens are probably going to be there better this year. The teams with the really good quarterbacks, the great quarterbacks, that's who we have to design our defense to beat. We can beat Marcus Mariota. You know, we can beat the AFC South quarterbacks. We can, it, It's the really good, outstanding quarterbacks that we're going to play this year. Flacco, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. we got to get a pass rush on them. And our guys have to be able to cover for more than two seconds. And they got to know how to play the scheme, whatever scheme's given to them. So I'm going with more corner depth here. And I, and I like it. And, and they're going to play Andrew Luck, who no one really has talked about. Uh, so, and the Steelers have avoided him the last couple of years with injuries in 15 and, and 16. So I think you're going to get a better Colts team at Indy at 1 p.m. midway through the season there. So with my last pick, the 214th overall, and I'm going to get some laughs here from a lot of people, but, but let me explain after I make the tell you the pick. I've got the Steelers goal quarterback, and you're not going to believe who it is. It's Chad Kelly of Ole Miss, and the reason why, and I don't think they're going to draft him at all. This is a what I would do pick. If I still hadn't gotten a quarterback for the Steelers this late, this is a guy that played for the community college power, East Mississippi, uh, then went to Clemson for a year, didn't work out there, and finally got to Ole Miss, and then he produced. He's 6'2", 224, completed 64% of his passes, 6,800 yards, 50 touchdowns, 21 picks. The issue with him is not his ability. It's his maturity. Uh, really immature kid. That's why he kind of went from school to school. Um, you know, there's, there's been things, obviously, if you want to Google his name, uh, that, that he's done that aren't good. Um, you know, nothing in terms of, like, domestic stuff, but he just – He's got some questionable uh, actions here out off the football field. This is where if you team him up with Ben Roethlisberger, who, you know, he went through his, his growing pains when he was younger, but now he's, he, he, he's what you want out of a franchise quarterback. Ben is the, is the epitome of what you want. So, you know, if a guy like Kelly can learn from Ben, uh, learn the ropes, mature, uh, get his head on straight. Um, he's a great quarterback. He's a really good quarterback, and I think – in this year's draft, the difference between a Chad Kelly and a Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, is almost nothing. It's almost nothing. The biggest thing with Kelly is he's got a lot of maturity issues off the field, and that has him plummeting all the way down to the seventh round. And at this point uh, in the draft, you know, if your seventh-round pick make, even makes the team, then, then you've won. So, you know, this to me would be a no-brainer if the Steelers haven't gotten a quarterback and Kelly's still there. It makes, all, it makes the perfect sense to me. Uh, they, I, I absolutely don't think the Steelers will. I don't even think they met with Chad Kelly. That's just what I would do with this pick, Scott. Because, again, if you don't care about PR, and this kid can learn from Ben Roethlisberger, whoever is going to come in is going to sit down, at least for one or two years, maybe even three years, because Ben's contract runs through 2019. You get a guy like Chad Kelly, you groom him, you hope that he matures off the field, and if he doesn't, then you let him go and you try again with another pick next year. But this is what I would do in 2017 in the seventh round. So who do you have, Scott, for the Steelers' final pick? Well, I, I like that pick, uh, Kelly, in the seventh round. If he's there, I mean, it's the seventh round. So if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Uh, it, it's probably a 50-50 chance right now looking at what's happened to him in, in the past year, I would say, in the past couple years. But uh, I like that. you got the pedigree uh, being Jim Kelly's nephew. So, I kind of did the same thing with some pedigree here in the seventh round, but I'm going offensive line for just a little more depth. Uh, John Heck, of course, his dad played for the Chiefs back in the day. Uh, he's 6'6", uh, 300 pounds. 
I think he played right tackle. He uh, Carolina, so he blocked up for Trubisky. So there's a good reason why Trubisky was able to propel himself. He was protected well this year. So um, he needs to work on his feet and his run blocking. But as for pass protecting, he looks pretty good, and he's a big guy. And I think he's still got room to grow. He's somebody who could go on the practice squad, maybe come up if one of the guys gets hurt, you know, during the season. So uh, I'm going offensive tackle here, and John Heck, last pick. I love the pick. It's a good pick. And, Scott, I think you addressed all their needs. Last question before we get you out of here. If you could draft one quarterback anywhere, who would you take? Well, it would easily for me. I'm on the John uh, Gruden bandwagon with Peterman. Uh, He's a pocket passer. He's a pro quarterback. Uh, Is he durable? Well, we'll find out. You always find out if the quarterbacks are durable once they start playing in the preseason. Um, I think Carson Wentz learned that early on last year. Uh, Peterman's who I'd take out of pit. Uh, if, if there was any chance of him being there maybe in the fourth round, I don't think he will be. I think I think this draft every year, they uh, teams reach, and I think they're going to keep reaching. I don't know why they do it. It's a big gamble here. You know, I know a lot of people at the Steelers taking Kaiser in round one. Uh, I think that's just to, to, to start the talk of, you know, what the Steelers really – we don't need a quarterback in the first round. Um, and I no. don't think Kaiser would be the quarterback anyway. Um, so you're going to see a lot of teams reach. Uh, a lot of teams don't learn their lessons. They, they, they reach for the last you – know, since Blaine Gabbert and Christian Ponder and D.J. Manuel, they reach. And everybody says, well, that's a reach after they take the pick. But they need a quarterback. And then they end up – you know, E.J. Manuel's not even on the bills. You know, none of these guys are on those teams – that I mentioned, and they are all taken in the first round. So uh, if Peterman was there, that that's who I like. Uh, you know, his highlights are just outstanding. Uh, and when he was at Tennessee, didn't, Tennessee didn't have the receivers, you know. So put him with some good receivers, I think he could do a lot of good things. I agree with you. I think if the Steelers do take someone, it's Josh Dobbs. They seem very high on him. He should be available to fit their sixth round, but – you know, my pick would be Kelly just from – if they don't go Peter Mings, I like him a lot too, just from the standpoint that, again, they don't need one yet. And I think Ben put him on notice when he when he kind of hit him at retirement. But, you know, in my opinion, the only thing with him is the maturity stuff. But, again, if you can surround him with Ben, surround him with a good uh, NFL franchise that knows how to deal with young guys like this, then I think he could turn it around. So, Scott, thank you for joining us. We, we enjoyed this. We, we definitely need to do more podcasts moving forward. Maybe we'll do a draft reaction podcast. We'll see. But thanks again, Scott. And uh, I think if, if you're listening at home, uh, I, I, I like both of our mocks. I think they're good, and I think the Steelers that listen to either of us, preferably Scott, I think they'd be in good shape. So thanks again, Scott. And uh, this is Brian Yaro signing off. And as always, it's a great day.